0: Welcome to Life Eternal Radio, this is Pastor Abraham, uh, the program being the Good Shepherd program. I thank the Lord for this beautiful day that he has given unto us yet again. We do not take it for granted, it is a day that has been given to us that we may reveal the glory of the Lord to the entire universe that they may know that Jesus Christ is the Son of the Living God. And it's only through Him do we have access to eternity. Through Him do we have access to the Father. Through Him do we have access to life and life in abundance. Through Him do we have peace with the Father by His grace. He has made peace with us in His death and in His resurrection. And it is only through Jesus that we are seated with Him in the heavenly places. And therefore, it is a day to proclaim on the mountaintops the goodness of our Lord, knowing that it is the goodness of the Lord that brings men and women to repentance. And therefore, I thank God for this day. I thank God for this opportunity, for this uh, resource through Life Eternal Ministry to reach out to you, to speak to you the goodness of our Lord, and to implore you and to beseech you to live for him, to beseech you to present yourselves to him, to worship him in truth and in spirit, to acknowledge him in all your ways, to love him and to serve him with all your heart. That is all our purpose in reaching out to you, to make him known to you, to make him famous To the entire world that they may worship him, they may love him, they may write to him as their only true God. Let us say a prayer. Father, receive glory, honor, and adoration. Thank you for the gift of today. Thank you for the gift of life, for the gift of health, for the gift of resources. I ask that you may teach us to be accountable uh, to these gifts you've given unto us that we may steward them according to your purpose and your will for your good pleasure. Father, I commit all those who listen to this podcast and this radio, Father, bless them, for you have already prayed for them. And I ask that, Father, you may empower them with courage and boldness to pursue you, to hear you, to do your will. In the name of Jesus, we pray and believe. Amen. Today, I want us to continue with a series that I started off yesterday, Spiritual Resources for Absolute Obedience, Uh, but before we go there, let us look at what we learned yesterday. One of the things that we spoke about is the absolute demand for obedience. Both the old covenant and the new covenant in Christ Jesus demand absolute obedience to the Word of God. We see that the Word was given in Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 12 and 13. The Word was given and the children were required to fear the Lord. They were required to walk in His ways. They were required to love Him. They were required to serve the Lord with all their heart and with all their soul. We see the same repeated in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 26, verse 16. We see that the law was good, the law was holy, what the law demanded was perfect, but the law did not provide us with spiritual resources to fulfill its demand and its requirements. We know that the Lord God was the standard of holiness to which we are called to live. Thank God for the grace of God that allows us the spiritual resources to now live, to now pursue holiness. The Bible says, be holy for I am holy. Peter says in First Peter chapter 1, as obedient children, As obedient children, do not conform yourself to the lusts of the former, but present yourselves as obedient children, holy in all your conduct, holy in your thoughts, holy in your deeds, in your inner heart, pursue holiness. And so today we will look at uh, the second part of this series, Spiritual Resources for Absolute Obedience. Now, I want us to understand that the children of Israel had good intentions when the law was given to them. What God required of them and what God requires of us today is that we live obedient lives in Exodus chapter 24, verse 7. Then he took the book of the covenant and read it in the hearing of the people. And they said, all that the Lord has said, we will do and be obedient. Every person usually has good intentions when they begin something. We know of marriages, a man and a woman when they come together in holy matrimony their intentions are always good they intend to remain faithful to one another in sickness and in health they intend to remain faithful to one another in poverty and in riches usually the intentions are good it is hard to imagine of anyone getting married Of getting in such a relationship with ill intentions well nowadays yes we may find there are other intentions that override love but mostly a lot of people when they get married they usually have good intentions of remaining faithful to their spouses so was the case with the children of Israel they had every good intention To remain faithful, to remain faithful to God. God required them to keep His word. In Deuteronomy 26 16, we see the same being repeated. This day, the Lord your God commands you to observe these statutes and judgments. Therefore, you shall be careful to observe them with all your heart, with all your soul. And in 17 of the same book, Deuteronomy 26, Today you have proclaimed the Lord to be your God, and that you will walk in His ways and keep His statutes, His commandments, His judgments, and that you will obey His voice. They were committed. Their intentions were good. They, were in, they, they had good intentions. God required them to walk in His ways. The children of Israel committed themselves to walk in the ways of God. As I say, God's law demands wholehearted obedience. The children of Israel nevertheless Failed miserably. And we too, because the demand remains, demand for absolute obedience remains. The grace of God does not nullify the demand for absolute obedience. The children of Israel failed miserably when they heard the summary of the requirements of the law. They confidently promised that they would obey. As I said, their intentions were certainly commendable, but their performance was definitely unacceptable. And so there is always a difference between intentions and performance. The intentions are always good, but how you go about fulfilling your intentions matters a whole lot. In their case, their performance was definitely unacceptable. And unfortunately enough, before they even departed from the mountain where the law was given, they plunged into disobedience. Right after committing themselves to observe the statutes of the Lord, they plunged into disobedience. In verse 32, chapter 32, verse 8 of the book of Exodus, the Bible said, and they have turned aside quickly, they have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made themselves a model calf and washed it, worshipped it. They fell aside very quickly. It didn't even take a day, I assume. They fell aside quickly. And So when they were making their intentions known to God, it's not that they planned for this, but usually man lacks, before the grace, man lacked the resources to fulfill that intention. We see it repeated again in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 20, verse 21. The Bible says, Notwithstanding the children rebelled against me, they did not walk in my statutes and were not careful to observe my judgments. After the death of Joshua, it's repeated over and over again that they rebelled against the Lord their God. In Judges chapter 3, verse 12, And the children of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord. Judges chapter 4 verse 1. And the children of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord. Judges chapter 6. In Judges chapter 10 verse 6, they did evil before the sight of the Lord. Twelve hundred years later, Stephen summarizes the disobedience of the children of history, the, the children of Israel. And he says this in the book of Acts chapter 7 verse 51, you stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did, so do you. And therefore." it clearly indicates that although their intentions were good, although their intentions were good, they lacked the capacity, they lacked the resolve and the diligence to fulfill the requirements of the Lord. It is a sobering evaluation to realize that even though we are confident in our intentions, we lack the confidence in our doing. Because the Word of God is not just for the hearing, it demands the doing. The Word of God calls for active obedience. And as I've given a couple of examples, marriage vows been broken because despite good intentions, men and women lack the resolve to keep the word that they had vowed to do. We see many contracts falling apart because one party has failed or is unable to keep the end of the bargain. We have seen many promises being broken. Although when many make the promises, they have good intentions, but they lack the resolve to fulfill their promises. And that goes on to say that man in his brokenness cannot keep the word of God due to the bondage of sin. But thank God for the book of Romans chapter six, we are no longer under the power of sin the bible says in romans 6 verse 14 that sin no longer has dominion over you for you are not under the law but you are under grace disobedience is the way of life for the children of darkness but you are no longer under darkness. You are no longer under darkness. Neither are you under the law because the law could not provide you with the spiritual resources to live a life of absolute obedience. But thank God for the grace of God that now you have the resources required for you to now live a life of absolute obedience. And remember, I am insisting on absolute obedience, not half-hearted obedience, not part obedience, not obedience in some things and obedience in not no obedience on others. It is absolute obedience. Jesus says, "If you love me, do all that I have commanded you to do. All that I have commanded you to do. Therefore, the intentions are always good." The intentions are always good, but man by and of himself is not empowered to keep the commandments of the Lord. And God had to intervene on that issue. God had to provide man with a way out in Jesus Christ. Now the new covenant, the new covenant, is a covenant of a new heart. The new covenant, through Jesus Christ, is a covenant that provides us with a new heart. And therefore, resource number one is a new heart. The old heart could not be rehabilitated. The old man could not be revived or improved or remodeled. The old man had to be done away with in Jesus Christ and the new man had to be born again in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. To live in obedience to the will of God, man needs more than his own best efforts. Man needs more than his own best intentions. We need a new life. From God every day. We need a new heart from God every day. And with that new life, with that new heart, we need a new understanding in how to develop that new life. We need to be filled with a spiritual understanding on how to live the new life. Therefore, God says in Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. Number one thing we receive is a new heart. Spiritual resource number one is a new heart. Spiritual resource number two is a new spirit within us. And God says, I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. This is God. It begins with God, not you. I know and understand that your intentions and your purposes are good. You intend to keep my word. You you have purpose to keep my word, but you don't have the capacity to do my word. And so I step in, says the Lord. I will give you a new heart and I will pour in you a new spirit. Because the old cannot do it. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, the old is done away with. The old is done away with. And behold, everything is new. Now these promises are related to this new covenant of grace. This is where grace begins to work. The grace that was prophesied from Israel from long ago, the grace that was prophesied and proclaimed from Israel at some point. We are now the recipients of those promises. God desires to give you a new heart and pour His Spirit in you. Because with a new heart, a heart of flesh and not a heart of stone, you will be able to learn to live the absolute, obedient life. We know this because, because the promise is repeated again in the book of Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 31 and 32. The Bible says, Behold, a day is coming says the Lord when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, behold the days of coming and those days have come in Jesus Christ. A new heart and a new spirit. Not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, thus says the Lord. And let me emphasize on this, because many other times we love rules and laws, and we think that when we come up with stringent rules and laws, with very strict repercussions of consequences of breaking them, then we are working towards holiness. No, holiness is not worked out. Holiness is a state of being that is only achieved through Jesus Christ. Holiness is a separation from the world. It is a separation from the requirements of the law. You have been set apart and you are hidden in Christ Jesus that now, The victories of Christ Jesus become your victories. The fulfillment of the law by Jesus Christ becomes your fulfillment. And Jesus says that all that I require you to do is to believe in me. To believe in me. I am saddened when I see many many believers being duped with the doctrine of sowing a seed. I am saddened when I see many believers being built with the doctrine of you do this in order for God to bless you. Blessings being tied to your seed, blessings being tied to your ability to fulfill a certain requirement, blessings being tied to you buying stuff, especially things called holy waters, and holy shawl, and all these things that are being sold everywhere in the name of God will bless you, great and mighty. It is saddening indeed. Many not knowing that the resources that have been given unto us are freely given unto us through Jesus Christ. All you're being asked to do is to believe in Him. Believe in Him. Believe in him. Jesus died to set you free from that bondage. Jesus died to set you free from that line of thought. Jesus died on the cross to set you free from all that requirement that now you may be hidden in him. It is unfortunate, but I have hope That many will hear the truth of the Word of God and will realize that for, for so long, for so long, the enemy has lied to them, but now they have the light of the understanding of the Word of God and they will come to light. We have the boldness to enter the Holy of the Holies by the blood of Jesus Christ by the new covenant, the living way, which the Father has consecrated for us. And my friends, I want to tell you that when you embrace the grace of God in Jesus Christ, when you embrace the grace of God offered to you in Jesus Christ, who is our mediator, who is our high priest who is our advocate, the mediator and the high priest of the new covenant, then, my friend, that is now, you being born again, be born in the spirit, behold, I will give you a new heart and I will put my spirit in you, thus says the Lord. Jesus tells Nicodemus that that which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the Spirit is Spirit. Therefore, it is a necessity that you be born again, without which no one can enter heaven. Human flesh but hard hearts. Human flesh but a hard heart spirit, spirit of stubbornness. In the book of John, chapter 1, verse 13, the Bible says, verse 12 says, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. That which is born of blood, that which is born of the will of the flesh, that which is born of the will of man, will always birth a head and a stubborn heart. That's why children, when they are born, They naturally become cunning, and they know to manipulate their way in crying in order to get what they know, what they want. And as they grow up, nobody teaches a child how to steal, how to lie, how to manipulate. They naturally know these things because the human heart births a stubborn and a hardened spirit. It is for that reason that one must be born again. It does not matter whether your father and your mothers are pastors, or reverends, or bishops, or elders in the church. Every person who is born of human flesh must be born again in the spirit. That which is born of flesh is flesh and flesh is carnality, flesh but carnality. To be carnal-minded is enmity to God. To be carnal-minded is death, but to be spiritual minded is life. And therefore, to be born again becomes a necessity. It is a necessity that Jesus explains to Nicodemus because without which you cannot see the kingdom of God, without which you cannot see the kingdom of God. But a spiritual new birth from God which replaces the hard heart, the dead The non-responsive spirit is the spirit that comes by you being born again, you accepting and acknowledging Jesus Christ not only as your Savior, but also as your Lord, because that's the other point. Because that which is born of the Spirit is Spirit, and Jesus Christ is through whom we receive the spirit of life, and he requires that those who are called by his name to be obedient to all that he has commanded us to do. And therefore there is no way that you can separate Jesus Christ being a savior from Jesus Christ being your Lord. It comes as one package, my Lord, and my Savior. Or should I put it the other way? My Savior and my Lord. Because that which is born of the Spirit is led by the Spirit. That which is born of the Spirit is not born and left to be a child its entire life. It is led by the Spirit. Its maturity is led by the Spirit. Behold, I will give you a new heart, a heart that is a flesh, a heart that is is, is is a recipient of my word and my commandments, a heart that is able to accommodate my commandments, and I will give them a new heart. Glory, hallelujah. The Word of God says, I will write my laws in their minds and I will put them in their hearts because God is interested in you living an absolutely obedient life. Absolutely obedient life. Now, I mentioned that we need this every day. Every day, every moment of our living, we need a new heart and a new spirit. This is to say, just because yesterday God gave us a new heart and put His spirit in us yesterday, that does not mean that we don't need the same today. The Father that we are serving is the Great I Am, the ever-present God. He lives in eternity now. In the book of Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 16 makes this abundantly clear that we need a daily renewal. We need a daily renewal. The second part of that verse says yet the inward man inward man is being renewed day by day day by day you receive a new heart day by day you receive a new spirit day by day day by day that demands for us to die to ourselves daily In the book of Mark, chapter 8, Jesus says, Mark chapter 8, Mark chapter 8, in verse 34, Jesus says, when he had called the disciples to himself, with his disciples also, he said to them, whoever desires to come after me, whoever desires to come after me, whoever desires to keep my commandments, to keep my words, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Take up his cross daily and follow me. And so the new heart and this new spirit comes with a denial of self. Denial of self. Because the new wine cannot be accommodated in the old wineskin. New wine requires a new wineskin. Otherwise, if new wine is poured in the old wineskin, the old wineskin cannot contain it. And therefore it is a daily requirement. God has prepared to give you a new heart, a heart that is receptive to his commandments on a daily basis and ready to pour his spirit upon you on a daily basis. Every morning when you wake up, Father, give me a new heart, a heart that will be obedient to your commandments for this day, and pour your spirit in me again. Fill me with your spirit. Fill me, O Lord, with your spirit. The inward man is being renewed day by day. I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit Within you, thus says the Lord. Now, those who are not born again, they are being described as living in the futility of their minds. Those who are not born again are being described as those living in the futility of their minds, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God. All this because of the hardening of the heart. And that tells you the heart can harden. If you do not receive a new resource every day, your heart can harden up. That's why criminals become harder and harder, and they do daring things day by day. They begin by small things, and they grow to begin stealing or doing hard crime because their hearts have been hardened. You need a new spirit every day. A new spirit every day. Those who rely upon the grace of God offered in Jesus Christ, they become like a newborn child of God. This newborn child then grows up by drinking the spiritual milk until he is weaned off the spiritual milk and begins eating the bones and the meats of the spirit and they grow deeper and deeper in their knowledge of God and the spiritual understanding that comes with the new grace. Because that's what God desires from each one of us day by day. Paul says that I put the old things away. I put all these things that I've obtained or I've earned away, and my pursuit is only this to know Him, to know Him, to know Him, to grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. This is now made possible because of a new heart and a new spirit. Our Father in heaven is ready to pour His Spirit upon you and to fill you up every day you are every day. He never runs out of his spirit. He never runs out of his spirit. Thank you for listening. We shall conclude in our next episode of Spiritual Resources for Absolute Obedience in Uh, as I said in the next episode. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your support. Thank you for listening to us. Our prayer remains that your, your obedience becomes active. Our prayer remains that you submit yourself to God. Humble yourself before the Lord and cry out to be filled by the new spirit of God. If you have not received Jesus Christ, it is your opportunity to receive him. He is ready to take away the hardened heart and to give you a heart of flesh that is malleable and receptive to his commandments and to pour his spirit upon you that you may begin live an obedient life Because the children of God who live in accordance to his word are the children who begin to enjoy the goodness of the land of the living. For without him, there is nothing we can do. We appreciate you here at Life Eternal Podcast and radio. We love you. We care for you. Remember to subscribe to many of our other messages in our podcast, which is accessible to you at all times, to listen to other messages, and to be a blessing to us as we are a blessing to you, and to allow the Father in heaven, who now lives in our hearts, to reveal himself to us day by day, and to teach us how to live an obedient life. This song that I'm about to play, Fill Me, O oh Lord, I pray that it blesses your heart. It is something that we ought to long for. Every day we cry out to God and ask him to fill us once again. Fill me, O oh Lord. Fill me, O oh Lord. If you provide the fire I'll provide the sacrifice If you pour out your spirit